This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Previously, in the year 2040, Charlie McAllister, Brooke Pearson, and Owen Jameson found out that they were really Charlotte, Brooklyn, and Owen Streeter, and that the world they knew was not the true reality, but a replacement reality Issy, Drew, and Kate created using Asgoth's cosmic energy. In this replacement reality, Heritage House and Heritage Nevada never existed, and Secrets of Heritage House was a radio program from 20 years earlier. Issy, Drew, and Kate, meanwhile, have spent the last 18 years in their own individual pocket realities, living the lives they always wanted, the lives that were torn away from them by the Heritage's manipulations. But Asgoth has returned, striking first at a concert in Madison Square Garden, the evil Ancient One is now poised to destroy the world. Roxy, Ben, and Thea have a plan to convince the Heritage's to abandon their pocket realities and use the cosmic energy to defeat Asgoth once and for all. But is it already too late? Now, Secrets of Heritage House, created by John Adams and Scott Young, concludes with part two of a special two-part series finale. Beginnings. I've known many beginnings throughout my life. When I was just a child, before a time I even remember, I was given a new beginning when I was removed from Heritage House and adopted by my parents. Then, in college, I thought I'd found another new beginning when I met and married Richard Streeter. While that beginning wasn't all I hoped for, it did bring me my children, the three most wonderful beginnings I could ever know. When I arrived at Heritage House, it was an entirely new kind of beginning, and not a good one. 18 years ago, in the year 2022, I started a new beginning for myself, a new beginning for everyone. I'm happy now. Happy enough, anyway. My name is Kate Streeter. I'm not ready for another new beginning, no matter who asks me. There you are. Hey, sis. The gang's all here. You guys, wait. Don't let the door shut behind you. Charlie, are you okay? I'm fine, but look. Honey. She's dead. We were attacked by, well, by ghosts. Brooke, our father, our father from the true reality, he was one of them. Richard Streeter. Even when he's dead, he's pure evil. Great. The spooky old house that only appears when you go through a doorway wasn't enough? Now we have ghosts and murders. I'm wishing I'd stayed in the car. I, huh. Well, I guess going back outside isn't an option anymore. Why not, Brooke? Charlie, look. The front door, it's... Gone. This is Heritage House. The structure here changes on a whim. Hey, Charlie. I'm Thea Dimitri. Charlie, 
Have you been listening to the news? No, I left my Linda device in Annie's car with Brooke. Yeah, about that, Roxy kind of busted it into a million pieces. What? Never mind that. Asgoth has made his move. He's manifested at Madison Square Garden. He must have hitched a ride here from the true reality in Deborah Ramden's consciousness. Turns out it's a good thing I didn't go to that D. Goth concert after all. She's really Deborah Ramden. Still would have been a cool show, though. Wait, Asgoth is attacking New York? Not just New York, Charlie. The live cast at the concert has amplified Asgoth's psychic attack across the globe. People everywhere are falling under the Ancient One's sway, mutilating themselves, brutally attacking each other. It's chaos. My God. With Annie gone, it will be up to the six of us to stop this madness. Me, Roxy, Thea, Charlie, Brooke, and Owen. Stop wandering off. Sorry, Sheriff Ben, but wasn't there like a creepy cobwebby staircase here a minute ago? Now it's just a creepy cobwebby hallway? A creepy cobwebby hallway with a light at the end. That's this place's version of an engraved golden invitation. Come on, there's no time to waste. We must venture further into Harridge World. Wait, I know this hallway. We're right outside the library, right? I spent a lot of time here during my first days at Harridge House. You'll find a very different library on the other side of that door, Thea. This is Issy's world. Volume 242, page 598. The morning of April 17th, Isidora Braddock enjoyed a delicious breakfast of eggs, Benedict, and grapefruit juice. She'd had the same meal exactly two years, one month, and eight days prior. Then, on the afternoon of April 17th, she read Love in the Time of Cholera, Chapter 4, and the opening two paragraphs of Chapter 5. Later, the evening of April 17th, she had half a plate of vegetarian lasagna for dinner. It was slightly overcooked. She saved the leftovers and ate them... Two nights later on April 19th. Wait! I can't jump ahead. Back on April 18th for breakfast. Issy. It's Issy on the other side of that door. But that's not the Harridge House library I remember. Issy has created her own pocket reality, Thea. Her very own Issy's world. She has only fashioned it to look like a library. And in Issy's world, she just reads? Book after book after book? I don't get it. I mean, she was always a big reader, Those are but... no ordinary books. Listen to what she's saying, Thea. For breakfast on April 19th, Isidora Braddock ate ham and eggs, cottage fries, and a cup of coffee. Issy is recounting her life, at least the part of her life she once thought lost to her. The books she's reading are the observations of the people who kidnapped her and watched her all those years. Her stolen memories brought to life across hundreds of dusty volumes. That's macabre. All those years she missed. All those years I took her place. Yes. She wanted so much to know what happened to her during that period. And now she has answers. So many answers. She obsessively pours over the most minute detail again and again and again. She's been here 18 years. I suspect she's read each of those volumes many times now. Issy! Issy, it's us. It's Thea and Roxy and Ben and... and... She can't hear me, can she? Well, why don't we just go through the door and... 
Oh, damn! Careful, Owen. Doorways did not always work as you expect them to in Harridge World. Harridge World? Why do you keep calling this place that, Roxy? The ghost who killed Annie called it the same thing, Brooke. Harridge House wasn't a spooky enough name. They had to raise the bar and call it Harridge World? This place you stand in started out as Harridge House in the true reality. Now it is Harridge World, a nexus bridging the various pocket realities the Harridges created for themselves. The walls are shifting again. We should get a move on. This isn't goodbye, Izzy. We'll find a way to snap you out of this. I promise. Amelia! Hello, Sandra. What are you doing standing at the altar on my wedding day? And where is my groom, the handsome and debonair Declan Delaware Durringham? Sorry to interrupt these <laughs> rather tacky festivities, dear twin sister Sandra, but I just had to share my delightful news with you. What did you do this time, Amelia? What I always do on your wedding days, Sandra. <laughs> I disguised myself as you and seduced your groom, the handsome and debonair Declan Delaware Durringham. He's now madly in love with me. How dare you, Amelia? <laughs> Why, I dare quite easily, Sandra. Just like you dared when you seduced my groom, the wealthy and respected Mason, Montgomery, Maxwell, McMillian. You're a conniving wench, Amelia. And you're a duplicitous harlot, Sandra. Why, you... <clears throat> Excuse me. Olivia. Olivia. Yes, your precocious younger sister upstaging the dreary bride and her matron of dishonor. What do you want? Just to tell you my latest juicy secret, Sandra. While you two were here in the chapel squabbling like hooligans, I've been in the alley behind the church, seducing both your grooms, Declan, Delaware, Durringham, and Mason, Montgomery, Maxwell, McMillian, are now both madly in love with me. Oh, you good-for-nothing Jezebel, devious hussy. And thank you for renting the limo, Sandra. Your former grooms and I are about to put it to good use. To very good use, indeed. Oh, oh no, you're not. Get her. Let go of me. Ow! Get away. <laughs> so, Sandra's world is fun. Wait. Sandra's pocket reality is just her and her sisters? Stealing each other's fiancés? Stealing each other's fiancés, forging each other's signatures, tampering with each other's brake pads, and so on and so on. Seems kind of over the top. I thought these pocket realities were supposed to be places the Harridges could live out their ideal lives. You listen to the radio show, Charlie. Do you know anything that brought Sandra and her sisters more joy than one-upping each other? Oh, good point. But why does Sandra have her own pocket reality anyway? 
I thought it was just Issy, Drew, and Kate who stole Asgoth's cosmic energy. I've got the same answer for you I just gave your sister, Brooke. You listened to the radio show. You heard how our beloved Miss Sandra dug her claws into anything she could. Clearly, she found a way to exploit the cosmic energy and create her very own Sandra's world. It's like watching a soap opera. One of my boyfriends is really into daytime TV. I've got to text him about this. Huh. No phone signal. Not surprising. We're getting further and further into Harry's world. Owen, your hand is still red from where that door to Izzy's world burnt you. Let me take a look. Thanks, Charlie. I think you'll be okay. Does it hurt? A little. Ow. Okay. That part hurts. Charlie will kiss it and make it better, Owen. Jeez, I'm not a baby, Brooke. <laughs> it's funny because back in the true reality, our mom was always leaving Charlie in charge of me, even though we were the same age. Owen, if you'd grown up with us, Charlie would have been kissing baby Owen's ouchies all the time. Oh, very funny, Brooke. I'm not sure I'm liking being a kid brother. The walls are moving again. I don't like this. You shouldn't, Charlie, because we're now in one of my least favorite places in any reality, the Heritage House Cellar. Right over there, that used to be Josiah's laboratory. As you've likely guessed, Thea, it's no longer Josiah's laboratory. Welcome to Drew's world. I've got eyes on the poltergeist. Zap it with the electro-quantum prod clotter. And that's one fewer poltergeist haunting downtown Kansas City. Thanks to my beautiful wife and my handsome husband. Hey, wait a minute, Drew. I thought Ray was your beautiful husband. And Liz was your handsome wife. Eh, a little of column A, a little of column B. Whatever works. <laughs> <laughs> the mayor called. She wants us to investigate a possible spectral entity haunting the river market. Are you good taking lead on this one, Ray? Am I good taking the lead on this one? What, did you think I'm wearing my electroplasm-resistant undies just because they're so fashionable? Did I think that? No. Did I suspect that? I mean, let's be honest here. <laughs> <laughs> Get a room, you two. We tried. It was haunted. Uh-oh. Speaking of hauntings, looks like we've got another spooky spectator. Fire up the Wraith Wrangling Cyber Cannon, my lovelies. Aye, aye, aye Captain, Captain Drew. Drew. Drew created a pocket reality where he just catches ghosts all day? It's not that simple, Charlie. <laughs> it never is with these people. Drew created a world where he is married to the two people he loves more than anything. Where the sorts of horrors he faced at Heritage House are reduced to a mere farce. Drew's world is a madcap, screwball adventure to counterbalance the many tragedies he faced in the true reality. Issy's world, Sandra's world, Drew's world. You seem to know a lot about all these pocket realities, Roxy. Have you been here to look in on them before? Not exactly, Brooke. I haven't been to Heritage World before. But as I studied the magic needed to prepare for today's battle, I saw glimpses of the Heritage's pocket realities. Much like I saw glimpses of Asgoth. Drew seems so happy in his world. Like how he was when I first met him, back before Josiah and Sandra got their hooks into him. 
I hate that we have to take all of this away from him and Liz and Ray. Even in the true reality, those three were in a constant state of flux. Aren't all relationships, though? I mean, you should see LB when I forget to take out the garbage. These were more than just lovers' tiffs, Thea. The combination of Drew, a Harridge, and Liz, a Strombrier, was too much at times for the scales of the universe to handle. What do you mean? Even before the fight with Asgoth 18 years ago, cosmic energy was constantly shifting around Drew, Liz, and Ray. One day they were madly in love. The next they were barely acquaintances. Some days Ray knew all Liz's secrets. Other days he was as shocked as Drew was. They were strangers, lovers, enemies, the works, all in the blink of an eye. For one brief moment, reality even shifted to make it appear Liz was Drew's cousin. But now all of that is done. Drew has created the home he wants with the people he loves. And we're going to take it all away from him. Great. You'd rather Asgoth kill the rest of us, Thea? Spoken like a man who's not in love, Ben. I... I... I'm sorry, Ben. I wasn't thinking. It's all right. Let's just keep going. We have to see her world next. The walls have changed again. We're not in the cellar anymore, are we? No, Charlie. This is one of the upstairs hallways. And that door? That door used to lead to Blake's playroom. Welcome to Kate's world. Poor Emmy. Shh. I'm here. I can hold her if you want, Kate. She's just hungry, Blake. It's okay. Everything here is okay. Can we go outside today? We haven't left the playroom in years. (laughs) Blake! We've got toys and games and everything you'd ever want right here. Why would you want to go outside? I don't know. Well, I'll bet Charlotte and Brooklyn would like to play dominoes with you. Here they come now. I don't like playing with them anymore, Kate. They're... different. Oh, hush! They're your cousins. We're all family here. Mommy! Brooklyn got her muddy cleats all over the carpet again. It's not that bad. You're such a pain, Charlotte. Brooke, is that you and me as kids? I remember the day you tried to get me in trouble for tracking my cleats all over the house, Charlie. But it wasn't in the Heritage House playroom. It was back at our place in Coos Bay, Oregon. Charlie, Brooke, look at the faces of those girls. They're so hollow, Roxy. Like, they're not real. Are they zombies? Monsters? Ghosts? Not strictly speaking, but they are not alive either. They never were. They are reflections. Reflections that Kate has pulled from her memories. She's used these reflections of you and your sister to stand in for her family here in Kate's world. Charlotte, sweetie, can you grab a wet rag and help your sister clean up? You know how much I rely on you to take care of this family. Even in this pocket reality, you're still mom's favorite, Charlie. Hush, Brooke. Great, a ghost dog. Oh, look, Cooper wants to play. That dog scares me, Kate. Blake, you're so funny sometimes. Cooper's just playful. He's as happy as I am that we're all together. My children, Blake, Emmy, and of course, Ben. We found each other again. I can help you, Kate. I want to help you. I, I have feelings for you. Whoa, Sheriff Ben, this version of you that Kate created looks just as hollow as little Charlotte and Brooklyn there. 
She got your awesome jawline right, though. Impressive. Kate wanted me to be part of her happily ever after fantasy. Apparently so. Maybe you meant more to her than you realized. Maybe so. Hello? Hello? Brooke, look at Blake. I see it, Charlie. It's like he's staring right at us. Do you hear that, Kate? Those voices? It's like someone's watching us. <laughs> no one's watching us, Blake. I think it's the real Charlotte in Brooklyn. They're on the other side of the door, Kate. Charlotte and Brooklyn are right here, in the playroom, with us. Mommy! Brooklyn got her muddy cleats all over the carpet, again. It's not that bad. You're such a pain, Charlotte. Roxy, I think Blake can hear us. That may very well be, Thea. Kate used her memories to create reflections of Charlotte, Brooklyn, and Ben. But those are the actual spirits of Blake and Emmy. They have sentience. Emotions. They may sense our presence here. Blake! Blake! It's me! Thea! Thea? I think I remember someone named Thea. Maybe... It's always just us here, Blake. It's always been just us here. No Thea, no Sandra, no Richard. Now, go play with Charlotte and Brooklyn. They love you. Mommy. Brooklyn got her muddy cleats it's all not over that the bad. carpet again. You're such a muddy cleats. Not that bad. Yikes. No offense, Charlie and Brooke, but those younger you reflections are starting to creep me out. Oh yeah, Owen? Well, looks like we aren't the only creepy memory reflections in Kate's world. Oh, Cooper woke Owen up from his nap. Mommy, Brooklyn got her muddy cleats. All over the carpet. It's not that bad. Again. You're such a pain. Again. Charlotte. Pain. Pain. Blake, please go play with your cousins. You know how they get when you don't pay them attention. I don't like this. Nonsense. Ben and I will be right over here. I can help you, Kate. I want to help you. I... I have feelings. For you. Thank you, Ben. I'm getting really scared. Mommy, Brooklyn got her muddy cleats all over. I can help. It's not again that bad. Muddy cleats is a pain. Charlotte, mom, pain all over. Pain. I want to help you. Pain. To help you. I. I have feelings for you. Feelings. Hello? Thea, are you out there? Blake, we're here. Muddy. Again. 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 I want. Pain. I want. Pain. I want. Feeling. Pain. Pain. Thea, I can't hear you anymore. Blake. Blake, we'll find you. Blake! Blake! We've got to rescue him, Roxy. We will do what we can, Thea, but right now we need to think about the greater good. The greater good? Blake is a kid, Roxy, and Emmy's just a baby. They never got a chance at a real life, never got a chance to grow up. They were murdered by Josiah, forced to live as ghosts in Heritage House for decades, and now they've spent the last 18 years as part of Kate's bizarro pocket reality? 
How is any of that thinking about the greater good? Don't you think I know that, Thea? Don't you think I'd help them if I could? Not just Blake and Emmy, but all of them. Even Izzy, Drew, Kate, despite what they did. Hell, even Sandra. But we may... We may not be able to save everyone. You're thinking about Linda. I'm thinking about the world. Roxy, where is Linda? Yeah, is there a Linda's world ready to pop up behind one of these doors? No, Thea. Nothing like that. Roxy, if Linda's mind is powering the Linda Digital Assistant operating system in our reality, what does that mean for her body? Linda has been imprisoned in the Harridge mine for 18 years, Charlie. Caught in the sway between conflicting realities. Forced to hold together the fabric of this reality the six of us have known. Her consciousness fuels that ghastly artificial intelligence. Oh my god. I can't even imagine what poor Linda has had to go through. How do we even go up against a power that can do that? By working together, Brooke. All of us. We don't give up, and we fight the fight we need to fight. I believe we can do this. Not just save the world, but save all of them. Linda, Blake, Emmy, everyone. I wish I had your confidence, Thea. <laughs> when you've run as many scams as I have, you'll learn to fake it till you make it. Let's hope Izzy, Drew, and Kate have the same attitude. How do we communicate with them anyway? Thea, you were shouting your lungs out at Blake and he barely heard you. None of the others seem to even notice our existence. Contacting the Harridges will be the easy part, Owen. It's a relatively simple spell, all things considered. What does the spell do, Roxy? Let us see into their minds? Talk to them telepathically? Not exactly, Thea. It's a bit more formal than that. In fact, it's going to be just like when you first came to Harridge House. It's time for a good old-fashioned Harridge family dinner. Part two of the two-part Secrets of Heritage House series finale will continue after this break. Welcome back. This is Linda, your digital assistant tool. In top news, citizens across the globe continue to feel the effects of the devastating unearthly attack at Madison Square Garden an entity that many are describing as a being of pure rage and terror manifested tonight during the opening moments of D-Doc's sold-out concert. Witnesses say the beast is a towering monstrosity with horns and tentacles and eyes that can devour your very soul. There are few known survivors at the venue, and even those who were merely listening to the concert remotely via live cast have been affected. There are already thousands of casualties across the globe, and these numbers are growing by the hundreds every few minutes. World leaders are desperate to fight this creature. The National Guard has been deployed, but so far the creature has merely batted the troops away. We have one brave eyewitness speaking to us live from what's left of Madison Square Garden. Oh my god. My god. Can you hear me? This is James Earl Cox III. I... I... Something came over me. Some kind of hypnosis. I... I, I think I killed him. I, I killed that radio DJ. And he, he wasn't the only one. 
You have to send help. Please. That that monster, he's he's huge. He's standing over the stage talking to Degoth? And it, it's like he spilled out of her body? But he he sees us. He sees all of us. No. No, he's looking right at me. No! No! Enjoy that puny mortal, my lord, Asgoth. Feast upon him, and the billions of souls this planet will provide you. Yes, Deborah Ramden, I will feast upon them, and upon you. Why are you looking at me like that? N no, N no, I I've served you all these years. Did you really think you would be spared Asgoth's wrath, just because you helped release me? I have watched you from my fiery realm, watched you travel this land, ensnare these mortals into your games, kill for fun and pleasure, or whenever it strikes your whim. Tell me, Deborah Ramden, did you think you were forging yourself in my image? Did you think you could be like me? No, no. Because you are not me. And now... You will not be anything! No! No! <laughs> Come on, Roxy. Wherever you and the others are, cast that spell. Let's get this show on the road. Here we go. What? What happened? Where am I? Issy, it's okay. It's me, Thea Dimitri. You're in the Heritage House dining room. At least, some version of it. Thea Dimitri. Issy, I'm so sorry. So sorry about everything you went through. You were my best friend, and I... I... We really need to have this conversation, but now's not the time. The others are arriving. Hello, Drew. What? Issy and Thea? Where are Ray and Liz? And hello, Kate. No, I don't want to be here. Send me back. Send me back to my family. Missy and Drew are your family. And what formal Harridge House dinner would be complete without... Sandra Harridge. Hello, Thea. Or whatever name you're using these days. You don't seem surprised that we summoned you here, Sandra. I knew someone would try to pull us out of our world sooner or later. I was hoping it would at least be Ben Lawson, though. Don't worry. Ben is part of this, too. Ben and Roxy and your kids, Kate. My... my kids? Charlotte and Brooklyn and Owen. No, no, I just left them in the playroom. That wasn't real, Kate. It was a fake reality you created. Of course it was real! Thea, you need to send us back. Right now! Thea... What is going on? Issy, something happened 18 years ago. The four of you used Asgoth's cosmic no, energy to- No, you don't know what you're talking about, Thea. I don't want to hear this. Drew, make her stop. Andrew and Kate are right, Thea. We brought you into this home as a guest, and now you've overstayed your welcome. Ow! Let go of me, Sandra. I've wanted to do this for 18 years now, you smug little con artist. Not finding it so easy to hit me back, are you, Thea? One of the benefits of me being a ghost and you being alive 
At least alive for now. Thea! Sandra! Stop it! Yeah, Aunt Sandra, maybe you should... God! Roxy! Ben! Anyone! Get me out of this! It's not working! Sandra's going berserk, and... Kate? You just knocked out Sandra's ghost? Nice punch, sis. Thanks. I'm glad you're safe, Thea, but it's time to end this. However you brought us here, send us back. I can't do that, Drew. Asgoth has returned. Asgoth? Eighteen years ago, the three of you used Asgoth's cosmic energy to create fake pocket realities for yourselves, and a new main reality for everyone else. Fake? It hasn't been fake. Ben and your children are just reflections of your memories, and you trapped the ghosts of Blake and Emmy there to complete your family. No, I would never hurt them. I don't think you meant to hurt them, Kate, but you need to let all of it go. But what if we can't? I finally had all the answers I ever wanted about my life. I finally had Liz and Ray back. I finally had my family together. Look, it's so much easier to give speeches when I'm pretending to be a fake princess at a Vegas casino. But here goes. I, more than anyone, know what it's like to live a false life. To get seduced by the glamour and power of something that's not real. But there comes a time you have to look past that. To look at, well, what Roxy calls the greater good. Asgoth is back. He's probably killed thousands of people by now, all over the world. The one shred of an iota, of a speck of a chance we have against him, is you three and the cosmic energy you use to create your pocket realities. Look, I don't know how all this magic nonsense works. If you three choose not to help us out, maybe you can just head back to your cozy little pretend world unharmed, totally off Asgoth's radar. But the rest of us won't be so lucky. He'll kill us. All of us. Kate... He'll kill the real Charlotte and Brooklyn and Owen. I know the three of you feel like you've earned the lives you're living in those made-up realities. Like Heritage House has taken so much away from you and you finally got one chance to get something back. And you know what? You're right. You all got dealt a raw hand. But right now, this is bigger than all of that. So, Issy, Drew, Kate, will you do it? Will you help us? Will you give up your pocket realities? Please. Drew, you have to help them. Come on, buddy. It's the end of the world we're talking about here. Liz? Ray? Drew, once you've gone off and played hero, if we can find a way to be together again, we will. We will? Do you promise? Have we ever let you down before? Kate. Kate, can you hear me? Ben? Ben? Oh, Ben, you're here. Think about what we once had. But our life, our family, we can be together back in the playroom. That's not me in that pocket reality. Please, you have to let me and Emmy go. Blake, I love you all so much. Mom? You're her. You're my Charlotte. All grown up. Hey, I'm here too, you know. And don't forget the baby. Brooklyn? Owen? Mom, you have to do this. You have to give up your pocket reality. If you don't, we'll die. Everyone will die. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. So, Issy, Drew, Kate, will you do it? Will you help us? Will you give up your pocket realities? Please. All right, I'm in. 
Me too. If I'm gonna have to give up my eternity with Liz and Ray, it might as well be to save all of reality. That's three for three. The Harris siblings save the world. Thank you, all of you. So what do we do about unconscious Sandra over there? Wait, how can a ghost even be unconscious? Don't worry about Miss Sandra. I have a very special plan for her. Roxy! It's nice to finally be the one calling the shots over Heritage for a change. Service Adam S. Sandra's body! It disappeared! Don't worry. We aren't going to the same place I sent her. Where are we going, Roxy? The one place we can finally stop Asgoth. The Heritage Mine. Cleared us a path into the mine. Everyone here? Roxy, Thea, Issy, Drew, and, and Kate. Hello, Ben. It's good to see you again. I mean, the real you. You too. I've, I've missed you. Where are my children? I'm sorry, Kate. Charlie, Brooke, and Owen are back at the car. We needed them to help convince you to leave your pocket reality. But I thought the rest was too dangerous for them. Oh, come on, Roxy. After all that, you won't even let Kate meet her kids? No, no. It's okay, Drew. Roxy is right. I want them safe. It's better they're nowhere near this. Everything feels so different. Eighteen years in that library. That pocket reality. Yeah, Izzy. It's like we're real again. Like we have our real lives back. Speak for yourself. I'm still a ghost. Sorry, sis. Eh, I'm getting used to it again. <laughs> Come on, we've got to go further into the mine. Watch your step, Ben. Thanks, Kate. Can you guys feel it? Something in the it's air? It's the cosmic energy, Thea. I recognize it from, well, from what happened 18 years ago. I don't know about all of you, but I'm freaking out just a bit. I'm surprised, Thea. All those casino goons you've ripped off and something as boring as an all-powerful evil demigod freaks you out. What's this about you ripping off casino goons, Thea? I might have fallen back into some old habits while the three of you were away, Izzy. There, look. My god, Roxy, that's... Yes, Izzy, that's my Linda. You are... to Asgoth's doorway. Come on, we've got to get her down. No, Drew, be careful. The wrong move and you could shatter her psyche and destroy all realities in the process. Did we do this to her? Is he Drew and me? When we created our pocket realities? No, Kate. Not knowingly, anyway. Though your actions certainly made it harder for Linda to fight back. The cosmic energy, that same cosmic energy the three of you used, has a sentience of its own. It holds Linda here, imprisoning her against her will. What the hell was that? It must be Asgoth, Ben. He's here. He must sense that we're close to his doorway. We're out of time. Roxy! Roxy! She'll be okay, Drew. She's learned a lot in these 18 years. You are an innocent. You are an innocent. Linda? You are Linda, sweetie. Innocent. Linda, you are an innocent, and you are not without free will. 
All this time you've stood in the shadows of Harridge House. You've never had a chance to shine on your own. To know your mother, your sister, even your very identity. But Linda, despite the horrible things that have been done to you, you are still a Harridge. You have power. The power to control your life. In fact, with all this cosmic energy you've been absorbing, you have the power to control everything. Rox... Roxy? Izzy, Drew, help me get her down. Oh, Roxy, you got so old. <laughs> you don't look so hot at the moment yourself, kid. But it'll do. Everything's suddenly quiet. That can't be right. What's happening? It's Asgoth, Thea. She's ripping open the mine. Look out! The rocks are falling! Huh? Ben! Kate! Ben, no! Eh, your hands go right through me. <sighs> Wish I could touch you one last time. This isn't the last time. It's just a little cut on your forehead, right? You always did make the bad things sound so much better. Ben, stay with me. Kate, I love you. All these years, I've loved you. I love you too, Ben. Even when the reality shifted and I didn't remember you, I, even then... I knew there was someone out there who owned my heart. I wish I'd had more time with the real you. Oh, it's okay, Kate. I've lived my life, too. Got married right after I lost you. Even had a kid. But then I started to remember you. And once those memories came flooding back in, it wasn't fair to my new wife. We never could make it work. Not with how I felt about you. Ben, hang on. My son. Damn fine boy, though. Seventeen years old. Wants to be a sheriff. Just like he's old man. <laughs> I hope you get to see your kids again, Kate. I uh, hope. No! Come back! He's gone, Kate. I am so sorry. Asgoth's ripping open the top of the mine! Holy crap, that thing is ginormous! You Harridges dare attempt to put me back in my tool? You monster! You killed the only man I ever loved! You think I care about you and your lonely human emotions, mortal? Izzy, Drew, Kate, if we are to have any chance of succeeding, you must strike now. Linda is the key. Izzy and Drew, join hands with her. Kate, stand behind her. Help her tap into the cosmic energy that's been surging through her body all these years. Now! Pitiful carriages! It is my pleasure to snuff out your every hope and dream. To snuff out your very existence. It's not working! He's too powerful! No! You insignificant specks of dirt are no challenge for me! Maybe they're not, but I am. Josiah! Linda, take my hand. Asgoth, you are banished from here for all eternity. 
did it! You banished Asgoth! Not only banished him, Andrew, destroyed him. He won't be back in this reality or any other. Josiah, you're glowing! It's the cosmic energy, Andrew. It's part of me now. Josiah? Don't worry, Roxy. I understand what I have to do. What's he talking about, Drew? I am not sure, is he? We all know that I should never be allowed to wield power like this. I've been so easily corrupted time and time again. I'm the one who brought about the downfall of our entire family. <sighs> Pity. I really did start out wanting the best for the world. What are you going to do, Grandfather? Linda, Isadora, Andrew, Catherine. I'm sorry about everything our family has put you through. But now, that ends. So maybe you'll have a fighting chance. Goodbye. Stand back. He's destroying the cosmic energy. And himself, along with it. Something's happening. It's the cosmic energy. It's warping reality again. Hold on to me, Linda. Reality's being distorted around us. Just like we did 18 years ago. Issy, grab my hand. Got it, Thea. Drew, grab on. Drew? Drew? Kate? Drew and Kate are gone! And a whole new reality is taking over! But what will happen, Issy? What will this new reality look like? Issy? Issy? Everything's changing! Sweetie, you made it out. We're in the new reality. Are you okay? Yeah, for the first time in a long time. I'm okay. I love you. I love you too. Look, over there, that's Hissy, Thea, Roxy, Linda. You're both okay. Thank God. I can't believe we made it, Thea. I can't believe I made it. Of course you made it, Issy. You're a survivor. We both are. After everything that's happened to me, I'm not sure I ever thought I'd come out of this alive. I just don't even know who I am anymore. Where do I go with my life from here? You know, Issy, LB and I have kind of started a few new hobbies back in Vegas. This is the thing Ben said about you ripping off casino goons? This is the thing Ben said about me ripping off casino goons. So, because of all of that, sometimes I need to... Oh, let's just say, change my name. Oh, God, not again. Just saying, the identity of Thea Dimitri is currently up for grabs, if you're interested. Hmm, I'll let you know. I don't suppose anyone's seen my siblings? I'm sorry, Izzy. I'm not sure where Drew and Kate are, or even if they are. Kate? Kate! Drew? Where are we? It's some sort of limbo. We must be trapped in the last remaining bits of Asgoth's cosmic energy. It's hard to focus. This place is slipping away. We're slipping away. I'm having trouble seeing you. Stay with me! Drew, once you've gone off and played hero, if we can find a way to be together again, we will. Liz? 
Have we ever let you down before? Wei! Drew? What's going on? You're disappearing! Kate! Liz and Ray, I think I see them. Somewhere. I think I can find them again, Kate. I think I can find them. Drew! I love you, Kate. You are the best twin a guy could ever have. Drew! Stay with me! Drew! 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 Mom? Mommy? Charlotte? Charlotte! Mom, is that you? It's so weird. I'm standing back at the car with Brooke and Owen, but I can also see you inside my mind. It's the cosmic energy, baby. This is the last tiny bubble of it. Your reality is being rewritten. It is? Does that mean we can bring you back? That you can be alive again? I don't think that's in the cards, honey. I think this is just a final window for you and me to say goodbye. I don't want to lose you again, Mommy. I'm sorry, honey. I really am. I don't know what your new reality will be like. Whatever happens, I need you to watch out for your sister. Just like you did when you were a little girl. Oh, okay. And your brother, too. Something tells me he's trouble. Yeah, he is. And I need you to do one more thing for me, Charlotte. For our family. I think there's just enough cosmic energy left for me to pull this off. And we are here live from Madison Square Garden on October 30th, 2040. Fans have been lined up for days to see the biggest show in decades. The concert to put all concerts to shame. The biggest musical legend in the world debuting a brand new single that's sure to hit the number one spot in seconds. Industrial synth, bubblegum, country western show tune superstar, and the writer and director of the cult classic film, Lamageddon, James Earl Cox III. Thank you, Madison Square Garden. Christmas Eve, Mom. Sorry, I really can't talk. I'm on the other line with Brooke and Owen. Oh, the mysterious new friends, Brooke and Owen. I'm just calling to make sure you're still coming over tomorrow. Yes, we'll swing by by around noon. Can you aim for 11? Three of your brothers say they can't stay past two, and the other four... Wait, what did you say? Did you say we? Do I finally get to meet the elusive Brooke and Owen? It's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> no, it's not Brooke and Owen I'm bringing tomorrow. But trust me, you'll still think it's a miracle. Uh, speaking of Brooke and Owen, though, I've got to get back to them on the other line. Merry Christmas, Mom. I'm really happy you're in my life. Why, Charlie, I'm touched. Thank you. Merry Christmas, dear. Sorry about that. No worries. It's Christmas. Merry Christmas, sisters. I wish we could see each other for the holidays. We'll be together soon enough, Owen. The estate reading is next month. I can't believe we're going back to Harridge already, and that all the Harridge land goes to us. I'm selling my portion, Brooke, and I think you two should too. I don't know. It might be kind of...
kind of fun to rebuild the old place. Tell me she's kidding me, Owen. How would I know? You've known her longer than I have. Not in this reality, I haven't. It's weird. This reality, I still remember the true reality, the one I was born in, and the new reality Issy, Drew, and Kate created. But now we're here, this new, new reality. It's got pieces of both those other realities sprinkled in. In this reality, there really was a Heritage House and a Heritage Nevada. They were destroyed 18 years ago. They weren't just a radio show. And here, DGoth never existed. Maybe that's not so bad, though. But all those people we met, Roxy, Ben, Annie, they existed here in this reality. But so many of them are gone now, dead or disappeared, like Uncle Drew. Speaking of people from Heritage, Owen has some news. Come on, Brooke. It's not that big a deal. What? Spill, baby brother. Well, so during our big adventure, Sheriff Ben and I kind of bonded. It devastated me when Roxy told me he died in that mine. Yeah, it devastated all of us. Turned out he had a family and a son about my age. Doesn't live too far from me. So I kind of looked him up. Oh, no. Tell me you didn't, Owen. I did. Sheriff Ben's son is kind of one of my boyfriends now. <laughs> Owen, you're ridiculous. What? Aunt Izzy says I'm just like Uncle Drew. I take that as a compliment. <laughs> Listen, guys, it's been great catching up, but I've got to go. It's Christmas Eve, and I've got two hungry mouths to feed. How are they, anyway? They're doing great, Brooke. I can't wait for you to meet them for real when we meet up in Nevada. I can't wait. Bye, Charlie. Bye, Bye everyone. Bye, guys. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. It's okay, Emmy. I'm here. She's just fussy. Blake, you scared me. You and Emmy aren't ghosts anymore. You don't have to sneak up on people. Sorry, Charlie. It's okay, kid. Wow, this has been some year, huh? I mean, my biggest problem used to be my mom nagging me about having kids, and now... And now, you've got two of them. And now, I've got two of them. Do you think we'll get in trouble? In trouble with who? I don't know, the universe? Eighteen years ago, Issy, Drew, and Kate used the cosmic energy to create a new reality, and everyone said that was bad. But then, when Kate used the last of the cosmic energy to bring me and Emmy back to life and put us here in this new reality with you... And don't forget Cooper! But was it wrong for Kate to use the cosmic energy to give Emmy and Cooper and me this new life? Blake, you finally get to grow up. Emmy finally gets to grow up. My mom gave you back what Josiah and the others took from you. I don't think that's wrong. In fact, I think it's maybe one of the first things our family has gotten right. Now, give me a hug. <laughs> <laughs> Beginnings. When I came to Heritage House, I saw it as a beginning for me, a beginning with a new family. But that beginning was plagued with too many endings for those I loved. And now, my children have a chance for a new beginning of their own. I believe it's going to be a happy beginning for all of them. My name is Kate Streeter. My name is Drew Stoneman. My name is Issy Braddock. My name is Owen Jamison. My name is Brooke Pearson. My name is Charlie McAllister. No, 
My name is Charlotte Catherine McAllister Streeter Harridge. Harridge House no longer exists, but secrets? There will always be secrets around us. This episode was written by John Adams, directed by Scott Young and Catherine Hampton, and produced by Joe Bly, Heidi Hampton, Mark Helton, and Scott Young. Sound editing and sound engineering was provided by Joe Bly. Music was provided by Mike and Linda Bodinger. The cast included Annalise Sanders as Issy, Asher Killian as Drew, Heidi Hampton as Sandra and Amelia, Asher Honor Huang as Blake, Justin Clauser as Josiah, Michelle Calhoun as Deborah, Nicole Shader as Liz, Caleb Mertz Vega as Ray, Rachel Anderson as Linda and the Linda Device, Anita Kelly as Roxy, Carrie Hampton as Thea, Jeff Moore as Sheriff Ben, Jenny Helton as Asgoth and Olivia, Tyrus Rayner as Asgoth, Ryan Quinn Adams as the radio DJ, Amber Bosworth as Brooke, Izara Vanegas as Charlie, Caleb Shattuck as Owen, Jaden Thompson as Young Brooklyn, Avery Peasley as Young Charlotte, and Rhonda Goldstein as Jeanette. Special appearances by Cece Dietline as Kate and James Earl Cox III as the fanboy. Cooper was played by Stormy. This program is produced by KNVC 95.1 FM and Diaz Media Group and is funded in part by donations from our listeners. Please visit our websites for more information. Thank you for listening and good night. Roxy, when you said Sandra had a very special role to play in this new reality, I had no idea. It seemed fitting. Enjoy being a servant to the entire world, Miss Sandra. (laughs) (laughs) What are you working on? Oh, I'm writing down all my memories of Heritage House in Heritage, Nevada, from all the different realities. Whatever for? Well, no one else is doing it. If it's not recorded somewhere, then I think it will all be forgotten, and it shouldn't be forgotten. When did you become such a wise woman, Linda? I don't know about wise, but I thought I'd interview the others, including you, and put their memories and experiences down, too. That's a good idea. Will you listen to my opening and tell me what you think? Of course. (sighs) Heritage, Nevada, named for the man who founded it and located dead center in the state, several hours' drive from anything resembling civilization. It's not the friendliest place around. The residents don't care much for visitors. Hi, this is Asher Hunter Huang. On behalf of the cast and crew, we hope that you've enjoyed listening to Secrets of Heritage House as much as we've enjoyed creating it for you. Goodbye, everyone.